Welcome to Looking for Life. I'm your host, Kirk Packer, and I'm here with my cohort, co-host, George Thompson. And we have something a little bit different for you today. We are actually going to be interviewing someone. We have a guest with us by the name of Ashley Boker. And some of you may know her. She is a wife and a mother of three young children. And she also serves as a secretary at Jesus Center. And we have her here today because we want to dig into a little bit of her story and her walk with the Lord and what the Lord is currently doing in her life and what he is challenging her with. So uh, first of all, welcome to Looking for Life, Ashley. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> well, we're going to dig right in. Um, so Ashley, tell us a little bit about your story uh, as far as how the Lord first began to seek you out and what that looked like and just what those early days of responding to the Lord looked like. Okay, uh, so growing up, I was in and out of churches. It was never anything regular. We would go occasionally and then we would miss weeks and then all of a sudden we'd go back. And so I kind of had a church background, but not a strong church background. And then grew up and left home and like so many other people kind of completely forgot everything I had learned as a child and uh, started to do my own thing and take some turns that would not be good. I would not advise people to take <laughs> and uh, ended up pregnant with my first daughter and uh, that hit me. It pulled me from where I was and really made me think about what was supposed to be happening and what I was supposed to be doing. And looking back now, I can see that that was God's hand and getting me to where I needed to be and pulling me out of the darkness that I was starting to walk into. But at the time, it was scary, and um, I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. And so uh, fast forward, I had given birth, and we were a family of three trying to figure out what life looked like, and uh, I started to feel a little pulled to find a church and to go back to church. And I picked up, I think it was my Bible. Everything's a little fuzzy at that newborn stage, so I don't remember exactly. Um, but I picked up something and was reading something about God, and I just had questions, and I wasn't able to find the answers on my own, be, as most new believers can't. And I had been here previously with my mom, and I remembered Nikki, and so I sent her a Facebook message and said, this is really awkward and scary, and maybe you won't respond, and maybe you will, and I really have no idea what I'm doing, but I have questions, and I think that you know the answers to them. And she responded, and <laughs> I was crying because I really thought that I was just going to send a message and it would go nowhere. But, you know, God works through everybody in amazing ways and really has blessed me with that uh, relationship. And so we started to do a, a Bible study. Um, she would come every week and we would get to talk about God and then she, we would get to talk about 
being a mother and what how hard that was and she's been through it so many times and it was she was such a such a wise influence in who I am as a mom and and my walk with the Lord and what that looks like to do both because it's hard and it's hard to find time and hard to separate you know yourself for the quiet time that you need but we walked for a while and she brought up baptism and I was said no I'm not ready I'm not doing that I need more time I'm not ready for that that is a commitment that I just I'm not ready to make yet and I really believe looking back that that was God telling me to wait because I've seen so many times where somebody will get baptized really early on and really quickly and then they just fall away because it's not a big commitment to them because it's something they're doing because they're supposed to or something they're doing because they're excited which is also a good thing but it was important to me if I was going to be baptized to really understand what I was committing myself to and uh, so it was probably a year maybe a little under a year after really digging into the Bible and really figuring out who God is and what this whole thing is about what walking with the Lord looks like and what it would entail before I decided to finally commit to being baptized. There's a couple things that stand out to me as you were talking. So first of all, it's amazing how the Lord uses kids. And if you have a child, when you have that first child, it's your first and you have no experience. You are not qualified at all, but it's the plan of the Lord because he uses, a, uses it to draw us to him. Because if we're going to do this well, we've got to do it with him. Any, any thoughts, George, that that brings to your mind? Well, again, you know, we, we get no manual with these uh, kids and so um, you know as you know I started out with two and so <laughs> it, it, you know thank it, you Lord we, for not doing yeah, that <laughs> Jana seemed as calm as she could be and I, 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 I didn't know what I was doing and so it, it was just really interesting just how God used uh, and still uses my girls in a lot of ways in my life uh, to, to just redirect me from a woman's point of view uh, just how he does that, and it 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 was me- definitely um, a very scary experience, but very rewarding. I mean, as we stepped out in faith year after year after year, he just continued to bless, and and does to this day. The second thing that jumped out to me as you were talking, Ashley, and it made me think about the scripture in which Jesus said, "Count the cost." No one starts off out on a journey without counting the cost. You don't build something without counting the cost. And that's really what you were talking about there um, is, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And that's not to say that it's all dependent on us. No, it's the Holy Spirit in us. But yet we must be committed. And, And some people would say surrendered, which is true. But there's something in us that has to say, okay, I'm jumping in with both feet. I'm not going to, you know, put one foot in and keep one foot out. 
um, because the Lord says you can't serve two masters. And so I just, I, I like how you said that. You, you, you counted the cost. And I also want to use that as um, a transition because I also noticed that when you were praying about the possibility of, of serving here at Jesus Center, you didn't just say, oh, you know what? I, I think that that might be a nice thing to do. I think I might be interested in that. You said, okay, I'm going to seek the Lord on this, and I'm not about to step into this unless he's saying yes. But if he's saying yes, I, I'm going to jump in. So if you don't care, take us, take us through some of that. You know, how the Lord brought you to that place and um, just what he's been doing through that. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There's just so much. Um, pretty much my whole walk with the Lord is making sure that I'm taking the right steps because I'm an all-in kind of person. I don't tend to do things halfway. I, when I am in something, I'm all in you get all of it and that is exhausting sometimes and so I have to be very careful about what I jump into because it can be very overwhelming if I'm in something that I'm not supposed to be and if God's blessing and God's grace isn't on it and I'm sure you guys have had that before where you've walked into something and then God wasn't there and it just is an overwhelming feeling of I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't think I can make it through this. And so I've tried, and I have not always succeeded, but I've tried very hard to be careful about what I'm stepping into and where I'm going to make sure that he is there. Because with three kids and a baby, it is overwhelming just to be at home, much <laughs> less to, to be doing something else. And so I knew, like, okay, God, if... If this is what you want, it's going to be hard and it's going to be exhausting sometimes. And there's going to be times where I want to quit. And I love my church family very much, but there are definitely times where I want to <laughs> quit. <laughs> but I just I just have to believe that like this is what God has and this is where he's leading me. And this is what he wants me to be doing. And so I have to rely on him fully to walk me through those hard days and to hold me up when I feel like I might die from exhaustion. And so it was very specific prayers that I asked. I asked him very specifically, like, Lord, can I do this? Is this something that I will be able to do with the kids and to be able to be the mom that I want to be? I want to be home with them. I want to be able to be there for their activities and their first steps and their, you know, all of those things. And so going into it, I had asked if I could continue to be the mom I wanted to be, but also serve the church in this way. And um, I asked if there was somebody else that was supposed to be doing this, somebody else that I wasn't looking at, somebody else I wasn't seeing. Um, and I mean, I'm here, so all signs pointed to no, there was not anybody else. And, um, part of me felt bad for saying that I needed time. I, I, uh, I felt like I was, I felt drawn to it. And then I told God, but wait, I have to, I have to wait. And I tend to do that a lot. And I tell him to wait a lot. <laughs> and he does so patiently wait for me to figure out what he's doing. And 
where I'm supposed to be. But I think that's a huge part of why I've been able to survive the last, you know, seven years with him is because I have tried to wait for him and I've tried to be very particular about what I step into and where I get myself. And one of the things that jumps out to me is as you're talking there is that you didn't ask the Lord, can I handle this? You're asking the Lord, are you calling me to step into it? And I think that that's worth pointing out because sometimes we take a misstep there. It's not about what we can handle because God will actually lead us into things just like with the kids that we actually cannot handle on our own. But it's a matter of what you said. Is he calling us to it? Because if he's calling us to it, he's going to give us the grace and the favor to be able to do it. And if he's not calling us to it, um, he's not going to give us that. So even if it's something in our mind that I should be able to handle that, if we don't have the grace, we're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, we love we love our church family, and we sometimes want to people please instead of listen to what the Lord is leading us to. Mm. And it's a difficult decision sometimes, but ultimately we've got to follow what God is leading us to do. And so it's a great point. You, you need to ask the question, can I do this? And also that idea of, Lord, is there somebody else that you have for this? Because that's, that's important. We're not the only ones in the story. There, there's others. And so even if we're ready for something, God may have other things in mind. All right. So I know we're, we're moving quickly here. <laughs> Um, but you've been serving here at Jesus Center for a while. Um, let's get into what the Lord is presently doing in your life, uh, challenges, because as we walk with the Lord, um, he gives us times of rest and, and you know times to revitalize. But as we walk with the Lord, he's always calling us into new challenges because otherwise what happens is, we get comfortable. We start to figure things out, how things work. And what we tend to do from that point is kind of slowly withdraw from the Lord. Even if we're going through the motions, we're not really invested because, hey, we kind of got this thing figured out. So the Lord, in all of his wisdom, continues to call us into new waters, places we've never been um, and it's all part of our faith walk. So bring us up to present day. What's what's the Lord doing in your life? What's what's uh, some things that he's calling you into these days? What you said about getting comfortable really is what I had been walking through. I had I had my third baby and I've done this two other times. So I kind of like knew what to expect and I kind of just got comfortable with it and I got comfortable with the Lord and would I pray? Yes. Would I read occasionally? Would I come to church? It was COVID, so no, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I, I was really just walking, walking through the motions and, and it wasn't good. It was not a time of rest. It was not a time of 
oh, this is easy. We'll be fine. It, it was hard. And especially looking back, I can see the struggles that we were going through that I wasn't even seeing at the time because I was just walking through the motions. And so y- you're, re- you're right. God does. He's always working and he's always looking at our best interests and what is best for us as his children and calling us to do no th- new things. And um, so he, uh, he has called me to a new path and something that I would have never expected to be doing. He, um, I was praying. This was probably about a month ago. I was praying about what I was supposed to be doing and if I was doing the right things because as a family, we've been on this journey for a while now and um, you know, sometimes things look like mountains and they just don't look like they're going to come down or that we're going to be able to make it over. And so I was really seeking the Lord on like, are we taking the steps that we're supposed to be taking? Are we doing the things that we're supposed to be doing? And is there something more? Is there something more that we're supposed to be doing? Because right now it just kind of looks overwhelming. And uh, he called to my attention surrogacy, which I had heard about in the past, but really didn't think much of. Like I, like so many other people, we just think, oh, somebody else can do that job. There's that's that's a job for somebody else, and that's not for me. I don't know why that was brought up. That's not for me. Um, and I've actually said that in the past, that that was not for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, God's funny. And when you say you're not going to do something, he tends to make you do it. <laughs> and so um, I, I prayed and asked if this was something that he wanted me to be doing. And I never really quite got a yes or no answer. I just kind of kept hearing about it and kept seeing things about it. And so I said, okay, God, I will put in my application but I want you to say no. I want you to stop it if it's not supposed to be. And I prayed very specifically several times a day, every day, that if this was not supposed to go through for him to stop it, because I do not want to be walking into something that he's not calling me, especially something this big. And everything has happened so quickly, and all of the yeses have come so quickly. I just, I just feel God all over it and it's scary and most of the time when he's calling you to do something it's a little scary and a little outside of your comfort zone because he doesn't want our walk to be easy he doesn't want it to be mundane and just to go through the motions Uh, there's so there's so much of this story and it's so new that there's a lot of it that i'm kind of hesitant to share publicly right now but I know, I know God's in it, and I know it's exciting. And I know that he's going to do something big through it. I just don't know what it looks like yet. One of the things that you mentioned as you were talking there is you mentioned mountains. And we do have mountains, obstacles in our life that we look at and we say, how can I get over this? And many times... It's the Lord that has led us to those mountains because he has a plan for us. And again, we, it's just our nature. We don't look to him unless we have a really good reason in our mind. And so I, 
you know, I'm, I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking about Hannah, the mother of Samuel, uh, the prophet in Israel. And she was someone who gave her son to the Lord, dedicated. And, and normally, you, you know, the Lord told the people of Israel, your firstborn's mine. But they were able to offer a sacrifice um, in order to, you know, get the firstborn back. But she promised before having Samuel that she would give him to the Lord. And the reason she did that is because she was unable to have kids. That's the mountain that the Lord used to get her to the place that she would say yes to something that otherwise she would not have been willing to say yes to. And when you step into those places, it's hard to walk through it. You know, I think about Hannah, you know, crying desperately to the Lord, and you've got Eli over there saying, oh, she's drunk, you know, she's got issues. Well, no, this was God working in her life. And so I'm thinking about you right now, and as you're walking into uncharted waters and and these places that you sense strongly the Lord calling you into. And I think there's probably a little bit of fear in there because you're always going to have critics. Yes. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yes. All, you know, oh, that's a terrible decision. I mean, you think about Hannah. I mean, I guarantee you there were critics. Oh, you're an awful mother. You gave your kid away and, you know, oh, don't tell me it's for the Lord. That's terrible. Um, it just, but, but that's following the Lord. That's new waters, enduring criticism. And, you know, the Lord calls us into those places. Yeah, I was thinking about the intimacy of God in this. And he, you, you are so special to him. And he doesn't want your faith to get weak. So what's he do? He puts you in front of a mountain because he wants that relationship. He loves us that much. And it's a huge mountain. And you go, how can I ever get over it? But God says, we can do it. We can do it. And I love you. And I'm going to walk you through this. And, and that's what he does. And I can't explain it beyond that. But it's just the intimacy of God. So... Ashley, what do you think the Lord is seeking to do in you in the midst of this? Um, and also, what are some of your biggest concerns? Because I think the concerns are probably tied to part of what the Lord wants to do in you in the midst of it. Okay. <laughs> um, I have felt for a very long time that I am supposed to share my testimony, my story my life on a more public level, which is scary because I'm not a public person. I'm a more behind the scenes kind of person. I will do all the things behind the scenes as long as you don't make me stand in front of anybody and talk. And through this journey, I have felt very strongly that I need to share this somehow. I don't know what that looks like, and maybe he's told me, and maybe I'm ignoring him because I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I think that's one of the things that he wants me to do, is he wants me to share share my story and share my testimony, and this is one of the ways that he's working that out in me, because this is so different. Um, I 
I've tried to research what this looks like in a Christian-based life. I've tried to look like, research what surrogacy looks like for what I like, what he is leading me to. And there's not a lot. There's there's not a lot of people that are sharing this story. And I don't know if it's because there's not a lot of people doing it or if it's just because they aren't comfortable sharing. But I think that's one of the things that he's calling me to do is to share this. And, of course, other things. Like, there's a whole lot of, you know, other parts to this story. But... And then just, I think about when I had Noah, my third, and we were very adamant that we were not going to have another baby. We had, had said that from the time we had our second. We said, nope, we're done. Um, we had even gone so far as to schedule surgeries to make sure that it would never <laughs> happen again. And uh, those obviously didn't happen because God stopped them. And... Uh, he laid it very heavy on my heart that we were supposed to have another. And I just think, who am I to say no? Who am I to deny him this life? He obviously has a reason for bringing Noah into the world. And who, who am I to say no to that? And I, I feel that way with the surrogacy too. Like, there's a reason that he is having this family go this route. There's a reason that he is connecting me with this family and this baby that will be. And um, who am I to tell him, no, I'm not going to do that for you. No, I'm not going to bring that life into you, the world. I don't know what this baby would do. It could be nothing. It could save thousands of people. It could bring thousands of people to the Lord. And I don't know. But what if I said no? What if I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. And I have just changed a whole story. Yeah. You know, and, and the key of all that you're saying is that this is for the Lord. And a couple ways that you are expressing that is that, first of all, you're saying, I'm going to live my life in front of others. And many of us don't want to do that because, again, you, you open yourself up to criticism. And it's going to come because <laughs> the, those, those armchair quarterbacks are all over the place. But when you began to serve at Jesus Center, I mean, you, you've received criticism and, and it will continue. But God asked you to do that because that's what he did with his people in the very beginning. He said, I want you to live your life out in front of other people because that's how God expresses his glory. And then the second part that you said is that, who, who am I? And essentially what you're saying is it's, it's God's call. This, is, this life is not about me. It's about him. And, and I'm his vessel. And that's what he's looking for. And there's a dichotomy in what you express because there's, there's a humility in saying, this is not my life. But there's also a humility in saying, I'm going to live it out in front of others because to do that, it's, it's about the Lord. Yeah. And, 
know, the thing I was thinking about, Ashley, as we talked before the podcast was, you know, what, what was the reason that you stepped into this? You had a financial issue. And yes. why did you have a financial issue? You know, and but what does God do in the midst of that? He hears you. He hears your cry. And he says, okay, Ashley, I'm not only going to bless you with what you're asking for, but I'm going to grow your faith in the middle of it. I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you a step farther. And I mean, that's the God we serve. And, and I just love that story because initially it was about us. Now it's mm-hmm. about him. How's he going to bless me through this? How am I going to bless him through this? And, and what does this look like? Well, we don't know what the outcome is. We, we, we're, we're just, we just got our toe in the water, so to speak. But, but we know the God we serve, and we know there's no limitations. Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot of ground here, uh, but we're going to wrap it up. There's so much more that we could say. Um, but I want to say thank you, Ashley, for being brave <laughs> and uh, just sharing with us. And as we wrap up, is there, there anything else that uh, the Lord's put on your heart uh, that you would like to share? I just looking back at the last, I guess it's been almost eight years now since I really started to dive in. It's not been easy and it's not been glamorous for sure. And there's a lot of times where I forget that this is what I'm doing and I forget that I'm supposed to be walking with the Lord. And uh, then he brings me back faithfully every single time he brings me back and he does not discipline me or yell at me for forgetting he doesn't say well you got distracted and I got busy and moved on he faithfully waits yeah. for me to come back every single time and uh, I would just encourage that if you if anybody that's listening has is in that place of like oh wait I'm supposed to be doing this for the Lord or oh wait I've I've kind of let that relationship fall that he's not he's not mad he's not gonna scold you or tell you the awful things that other humans will tell you because he is faithfully waiting for you yeah that's such good stuff and you know i just want to say it's such a blessing to walk with you because you are real and all of us if we're honest we can relate to the things that you're saying and we're like (laughs) yes i know exactly what you're you're talking about you're real but you're also all in and, and you're right when you say, sometimes we forget, and don't we all? It's like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> this yeah. life is not about me. Oops. And, you know, we, we got to get back on track, and it's just, it's just so true. All right. Well, this time has been such a blessing, and, again, thank you for, for being with us, and uh, we hope that those listening are blessed through it, and we know we will, they will be. Give me cheese.